Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Dial Tuesdays, man. Human attention within the tree of life. I am your host, Noble and Pooh. And what's happening, man? Today is going to be another great episode, man, um, when we continue off from where we left off last week, which is spirit number five. But this week we're going into spirit number four. So as the, the, the rule states, um, if you can, especially if you're on the Internet portion or you can just pull up an image, I want you to Google image um, Kabbalah Tree of Life. That way you can see the what we call Sephiroth, but you can see the Tree of Life. You can see these ten energy centers. And that way you have a pictorial image of exactly what it is that I'm talking about. And today we're going to connect some particular points together, particularly the fifth Sephiroth over to the fourth Sephiroth as we deal with the number four today. All right? So do that. Pull that up. Get that image up. And uh, we get ready to rock and roll shortly. Visit the website, the mother site, myastrologycoach.com. Go to the events tab, man. Um, Summer Solstice in June, Mount Shasta, California. Don't want to miss it. It's going to be uh, off the chain, especially those of you that's listening and you made our 2013 Spring Equinox Atlanta trip. Um, some a series of events happened based off of the collective meditation that we did on top of Stone Mountain, um, and you had to be a part of it. Didn't really know what I'm saying because I'm talking in code a little bit, but those of you, you know what happened. And um, where we're going to be in California for the summer, these two are definitely connected, okay? They're connected. So visit myastrologycoach.com and hit the um, hit the events tab, see what's popping for the summer solstice. Uh, it's going to be off the chain, man. We have going to spend a day. You check in on Friday, of course. We spend Saturday morning. We've got a workshop going on. Um, spend the day out in the town, Oakland, San Francisco, um, Sunday we wake up and travel to do our spiritual thing, like we always do, and that would be in the lovely Mount Shasta. If you never heard of Mount Shasta, Google Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta is a spiritual antenna you can hear and read about all kind of spiritual phenomenon that takes place at this major vortex within uh, a community that deals with the grids, the crystalline grids, Mount Shasta serves as one of the major antennas for the earth, not just the United States, for the earth when it comes to grid lines and um, um, just energy pouring out. I've been there personally. I've experienced the energy. It's just, you know, it lives up to its height. It's really, really mystical right here in Northern California. All right. So visit the events tab on that. Also, um, go to the membership tab. You see the Full Moon Empowerment Club. Man, we had a wonderful um, full moon eclipse that just happened past last Saturday. So we had a conference call where we get together under the moon and we just get into the positive vibrations of collective energy. So it's so important to do that, collective energy. Um, and, you know, we just do positive affirmations. We talk a little bit about, you know, the energy that's taking place. Well, me, I talk a lot about it <laughs> in a sense. But uh, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal time. So join us on the Full Moon Empowerment Club right there on the membership tab where we get together every month and just synchronize our energy, man. Because it was about uh, that Saturday we had a full moon eclipse early in the morning in the constellation of Libra. Now, Libra deals with marriages, relationships, any kind of partnerships, business partnerships, and also your very close friendships, all right? This is also... Um, this area of space is really also, it denotes your second child as well. Um, 
However, um, it, it the eclipse, you know, you're dealing with a, a lunar eclipse at that when the earth was in the middle of the sun and the moon and the earth is blocking out the light from the sun from getting to the moon and it's taking place in relationships. You know, relationships could potentially be coming to an end or they reach this very, um, they reach this climax. They reach this particular point of a climax where you're going to have to really address some things, all right? So it's like a ending slash new beginning, and it can be literally ended with somebody and new beginning with somebody, or you could end the issues and the relationship can take on a new face, all right? And it happened like clockwork. You know, our team is constantly out making observations, people around us, um, friends, family, and just paying attention and whatnot. And um, like clockwork, bam, when that eclipse came, uh, really the week before you can feel it, but when it came, it was just, you know, everything just happened within cosmic alignment. And it's um, really a beautiful thing when you can see it happen within cosmic alignment. And it just tells you where you need to be. If you feel that you're out of a, like you can't be out of alignment if you experience the worst end of a particular energy. It's just that you choose to want to have an experience of a different aspect of it. So you're in perfect alignment to see what you got and what you're working with, now it's time for you to say, okay, this is what I would like to have, and I'd like to have this experience. And bam, there you go. You see what I'm saying? So it's a perfect gauge to see where you're at. So join us for the Full Moon Empowerment Club. Also on the membership tab, you'll see the Astro Tarot Network. Now, this is for those of you who are interested in having a little bit more personal guidance on a one-on-one basis. So every month you get together with Keisha, who is, I always say this about Keisha, like, yo, they had a world-class tarot tournament, I promise you. She's going to be the last one standing. She's going to win it. Um, so you get a personal consultation with her. Uh, if you need me, you can always call me up. Um, this also allows you to have access to the Full Moon Empowerment Club as well, and you get two personalized monthly reports from me that deals with you, um, deals with your information in depth, all right? And then we also do, again, conference calls, or open line conference call once a month where we shoot it and we ask them questions you want to. And sometimes I, I do MP3s um, to like let you know, especially when Mars make a move. When Mars make a new move into a new zodiac sign, which you went in towards, I need to make that, you know, we do an MP3 letting you know, hey, okay, this is what's up on the horizon, bam, 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 all right? And, of course, if you're a member, man, we always offer membership discounts on certain things, man. So when we go on trips and, like, the solstice trips that's coming up, um, your price is slightly different, slightly better <laughs> than everybody else's price and whatnot. So it, it, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of. Also, the Toil Love Fund that we have is a fund that we have on the website under membership where for over, what, it's been over two years now that we've been helping each other pay each other's bills through a membership of only $13 a month. We cash it out, pay four people's bills every month. And um, it's just how it rolls. It's real simple, man. It's just, you know, it's the love fund. You know what I mean? That's what it's there for. All right? Also on the website, go to the shop tab, man. If you're into spiritual items, candles, bath salt, um, visit crystals, visit, visit Cassildra's Crystal Corner. All right? Check that out. Awesome stuff. I always make the glue remark on the candles. You love the candles. You love to relax. You love that bath. You love that candlelit dinner. When somebody gets smoked in the streets, you light a candle for the vigil. So candles are synonymous with spirituality. And how can we forget the candles in the window for the Underground Railroad? You know what I mean? And But you was following the North Star, which is fire itself. So something about this fire element 
that is synonymous with spirit and it's synonymous with spirituality itself. All right, so Confilder's Crystal Corners, where it's at, is popping in. Also, Star Fusion's bath and body product that you will see. Now, y'all getting it? I got you. It's there. We had already shipped it, and I thank you for those participating. Those who haven't got to get it, I am telling you. Oh, Lemongrass just came in. In fact, I got to update the website because I didn't put that up. But the Lemongrass just came back. But this bath and body product literally is, I mean, it's just awesome. I can't say it enough. It is definitely, definitely awesome. All right? And um, on another note, man, visit the um, on the website, go to the book tab, Get the Mystic Brain Workbook, man. Get up into your brain. Master yourself. This is very important. Uh, I think this whole course, this, this course that I'm doing for 10 weeks, Dial Tuesday, is really talking about your perception, the different levels of consciousness. All of this stuff is in your brain. So get the Mystic Brain Workbook by myself and Minister Jew, the genius Jew, who um, really put it on in that book and, and really showed out and made it real fun and interactive with the crossroad puzzle and, and, and you writing you know, you writing essays about certain things and certain functions in your brain. So this is not like one of those. We, we teach differently. We don't go with um, what is the pineal gland? Answer A, uh, is it responsible for memory? Answer B, is it responsible for emotional chemicals? We don't do that. What we do is we, we give you the breakdown of what it is, and then you, later on, you have to write how you use it. Since you just know knew what it was and how, what it is, its function, then write how you use it. You see what I'm saying? That other thing, that's that's that analytical left-brain Western education that will really damage your brain. And this research that's done with that, and I'm about to, something really moving me to get ready to create the STAR curriculum uh, for children. Uh, just because of my personal situation, I can analyze what's going on with my own children and just my disgust for public school and, and understanding what's actually happening. Some of the research I've done with Waldorf, um, and I always encourage people to look into that. I like that as an alternative. Uh, many schools are starting to identify and adopt the Waldorf education philosophy, but they have done some research where um, the way that the, the way that children work from like zero to seven years old, they are in a mental state of um, mimicking you, all right, imitation, we call it, right? They imitate things, right, because they're children. That's what they do. They imitate things. And then from 7 to 14, they move into the realm of imagination, the imaginary friends and things like that. And um, um, what preschool and, and first grade and kindergarten do is, they put you straight into a sequential format of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, 1, 2, 3, 4, you know what I'm saying, and they make you straight analytical. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's too early for that. So it's something on the brain cells, on the neurons in particular, um, it's something on the end of them that um, pretty much insulates the electricity, the information, the cellular information of the nerve cell, all right? Now it's called myelin, right? Now it's kind of like when you look at your shoestring, and at the end of the shoestring, you got that you got that plastic thing at the end that you stick through the hole. Well, that's what myelin does for the nerve cell. Okay, it insulates it. All right. Well, research has shown that when you when when students are studying in this particular left brain format like this, and it starts to strip away the myelin. All right the nerve cell, which means the nerve cell will have a smaller chance of reproducing itself, brain cells. So in other words, truthfully, 
um, education is hurting the brain cells of children. Now, this is deep because, and see, this got everything to do with what we're talking about today because Kesset, spirit number four, this is where you got to make the connection. That's Jupiter. That's higher education. That's college. You see what I'm saying? So this is this is about how you expand your brain, literally, in spirit number four, because it deals with Jupiter. But um, anyway, to back backtrack a little bit here. Um, so when you look at the educational process and and public schools don't even meet their own state standard. This is deep. They don't even meet their own standard. So let's really look at this. That actually means that you do not know how to convey, which is teach, your information in a format in which the students can understand based off your own standard. But then you're going to tell me that the children is dumb or slow or, you know, not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And it's clearly you can't even match your own standards. So we got this is at minimum a 50-50 relationship here. And I can just tell you the style of the education um, in, in the Western world is just retarded. To be honest with you, it's just retarded. Right? And this is why when you get money, you put your children in private schools and things of that nature, and they have a better outcome. All right? So anyway, moving on. Um, get the Mystic Brain Workbook, <laughs> all right, because you got to know how the brain functions. That's very, very important to know it on a basic level so you can access these levels of consciousness, all right? So let me get to my sheet, man, um, and see where we at, man. Um, do, 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 do. All right, so let me explain Jupiter a little bit because this is this is the planetary sphere that we actually talking about. Uh, on a mundane level, um, Jupiter rules the zodiac sign of Sagittarius. Okay, now I can hear you now. And you're saying, "Well, I'm not Sagittarius. It ain't got nothing to do with me." Incorrect, because when you were born, um, the planet Jupiter was somewhere in the sky. And let's just say, for an example, when you were born, the planet Jupiter was right next or in a straight line with the sun. So, from our viewpoint, it would look like the sun, and then if we can have some very cool glasses to, to, to block out the light of the sun, we see what appears to be a star. Like right now at nighttime, we can see Jupiter, if you know where it is, but it looks like a star, right? So let's just say you were born with Jupiter next to the sun. That means something, because what technically what's happening is Jupiter is in a straight line with the sun, but from our viewpoint, it looks right next to it, all right? But it can't be right next to it because it is millions upon millions of miles away from the sun. So, therefore, it's in a straight line with the sun. Well, that straight line of energy is a vortex that's being created. Got to know that, all right? It's a vortex of energy, all right? So, anyway, if it was next to your sun, man, this is this gives you, I mean, um, this is pretty cool. Jupiter is an energy that deals with Luck um, is how you expand in life, you know what I mean? And we call it Santa Claus because it's the biggest planet of the solar system. And it is really, as a force, in old mythology, Roman, Greek, um, Zeus is the god of gods. This is the one that overthrew the Titans, all right, which was Saturn. So Saturn was in the old war order, then that's where we're going next week, 
All right, so we got to watch something because now we're in an aspect of expansion, but next week it's immediately going to go into an aspect of constriction, all right? So Saturn was Kronos, father of time, the master teacher. Jupiter is a master teacher as well. Um, Saturn's energy was limitation, karma, things of that nature, which we get into next week. Uh, and Jupiter is all about the expansion and growth, which is total opposite of that. So the way that you teach planetary energy and how it affects human psychology, which is the study of astrology, is you make up a mythos. You personify it in the form of a story. It's genius. It's the best way to teach a science because if I start talking math and I start talking, you know what I mean, distance and things like that, it's like, oh, my God, you know, we get this mental block that pops up and it's just entirely too hard, right? So we put it in a story, all right, and that way you get the concept. So Jupiter's mother tricked Saturn and made him think that, you know, he's going to, you know, put a, like a stone or something, and he thought he was killing the baby or something. And long story short, Jupiter escapes it, and he later comes back and launches a war and overthrows his father. All right, so this is a very expansive energy. Uh, shout out to the Prime Minister, Minister Drew said in SpongeBob uh, SquarePants, the movie, SpongeBob, the movie that just came out. He said there's a dolphin, which is interesting. And if you're on the line, um, uh, I'll let him come on and share it towards the end. But it's something dealing with SpongeBob, Jupiter, and Saturn. And I'll open that up in the end. And you want to want to stay tuned for this because the, the nuggets and the jewels will come inside of the movies. And the ideas that the movie writer, director, and them have, the ideas come from the realm of the spirit world, Okay. So in other words, the spirit world will give somebody an idea to put it in a movie because millions of people are going to see it, but you have to be able to connect the dots. So the dolphin is important. And I'm going to let Minister Duke, because he did a, di a discourse on the dolphin, and talk about the dolphin and what it does, all right, um, and Jupiter and Saturn, all right? <clears throat> so anyway, let me go to Jupiter. So when you're born, wherever Jupiter is at when you were born, it represents the area of your life where you are extremely lucky, and it represents the area of life where you're protected, and it's the area of your life that's going to help you expand. This is, this, this is your sweet spot right here. By you simply understanding the constellation, which you now call zodiac sign, that Jupiter was in, okay? It's very, very, very important. Now, feel like, spirit telling me, feel like, well, I don't get into that stuff. And uh, what about Christianity? And let me address that since we just came off of Easter too, because um, uh, it was just it's that it's that energy. You have to look at things like this. There's no such thing as coincidences. Everything happens for a divine reason. So let's remove the aspect of coincidence. I'm going to tell you to consider this, and it's true, but just consider it. Consider the fact that in the book of Amos 5 and 8, the Lord is the one who is the creator of the bear, the Pallades, and Orion. So we're talking about our Lord God from the Bible, if you believe in that particular scripture. Believe he is the one who created these constellations. Let's go to the New Testament where um, these wise men, legend has it three, these wise men were able to find the Messiah by looking at the stars, the star of Bethlehem. So you mean to tell me you can look at a star and find somebody physically on earth, okay? Now, that's pretty awesome if you can do that. But we are the people who had North Star Navigation to get free 
literally by the North Star from slavery, but at the same time it came back years later, put that in your Cadillac, North Star Navigation. You understand what I'm saying? So this is a spiritual phenomenon when you're really dealing with these stars. Now, saying that to say that if you be the wise man and looked at stars, then I can only say that, well, shit, the stars make you wise. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes sense, right? But most importantly, one of the most beautifully uh, intertwined mythology, mythologies that I've seen was the personification of Jesus Christ as a son, S-O-N, which is really synonymous with the son, S-U-N, all right? And he has 12 disciples, just like the sun in the sky has to travel through 12 zodiac signs. Now, it is a fact through a rotation uh, orientation called the procession of the equinoxes, which is the ages, right? We're in the Aquarian age right now. In 2,000 more years, we'd be in the age of Capricorn. And you know what I mean? So we go through these ages. So we actually process backwards because the zodiac signs you know us. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. You go that way through your normal season. Like right now we're in Aries because it's the beginning of spring. In about 13 more days or so, 13, 14 more days, we'd be in Taurus, right? So we're going that direction. Where the procession of the equinoxes, the ages that we're in, it goes in reverse. So right now, like I said, we're in the age of Aquarius. So the age of Aquarius, what came before us if we're going backwards? Well, that was Pisces because Pisces come after Aquarius, so we're rotating in the backwards motion through the procession, okay? Now, this is unique because Jesus was the Lamb of God, and we're talking about the age of Aries, the ram. And at that time, if you go to Egypt, you see all the statues of the ram god outside the temple because they were Respecting the astrological age that they were in, okay? So when the Christ Christianity energy came in, they did the same thing. But instead of making it a statue, they actually did something that was better. And Minister Jew, I swear for God, this dude's a genius. If you don't know him, get up on hip-hop astrology. I, I can't wait till y'all really fully grasp this so I can go back to the archives and pull out a DVD that I put off this off the market now called Galactic Activation, and I was in 2010. In twenty in twenty ten twenty was that yeah twenty ten, I had a prediction like I said wait till he come out and it's twenty fifteen and y'all just not getting a whiff of him but that's the J Electronica the conscious world right now, real rap. So anyway, he said I said something profound. One of the many things he said profound. And um, um what was I dealing with, man? You got me hype on that aspect of it. Um, um, uh, yeah, excuse me, my mom be everywhere at times and whatnot. But um, what was I dealing with, man? I'll tell him, tell you what he said on um. It'll come to me. It'll come to me because I got I got plenty of notes right here, and that's what happened when I when I go off on something else. But anyway, anyway, um, bear with me, man, because this this is an important thought, so it's gonna, it's going to trigger it. It's going to trigger it. Um, uh, let me come back to it. <laughs> let let me come back to it. I'll come back to it. But um anyway, man, so dealing with dealing with this 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 Christ energy. All right, dealing with this Christ energy. Um that's what he said. Dealing with this Christ energy, he said, Man, the Hebrew aspect did something that was very, very important. Very important. And that was really more of a power move 
than the Egyptian aspect. And they persona. I said, what's that? He said, they put God back into man. I said, bingo, you're right. That's what it is. They put God back into man. And see, when the Christ concept came in, because you got to remember from the Egyptian aspect, we're dealing with a respect of building uh, pyramids to, to the stars, but that's an external aspect. What a lot of people don't know is the pyramids is really talking about, you know, structures in your brain, pyramidal cells, um, something called the king's chamber, and under that was the queen's chamber. That's talking about the, the thalamus gland and the hypothalamus gland. So it's talking about aspects of your brain as well, all right? But anyway, instead of making objects, uh, to animals and things of that nature, which is great because the animals, we were talking about this yesterday, the animals actually have, uh, animals got humans faded. Don't think you're more superior than them. They got you faded because these cats exhibit things that they exhibit qualities that define modern physics. Don't let me go get the uh, caterpillar to the butterfly. Don't make me go get the bumblebee whose body weight don't match up to his wings. Don't don't make me don't don't make me go get the Medusa jellyfish. When you injure it, it turns back into a baby and grows back into an adult again. And this has happened more than twelve times on one single jellyfish in a lab. Better go study the Medusa. Don't let me go get the starfish. If you cut the starfish arm off, that arm will turn back into a starfish. Don't don't like don't the, the bear. The bear would go six months easy without using the bathroom, without peeing, without pooping, without eating, without drinking, to show you that it can tap into a realm of immortality. That these animals got you faded. But see, the Tao, the China, they know. In the East, they know. And this is why the martial arts all have an animal form. You understand what I'm saying? That's nature. That's where immortality lies. Human beings ain't got nothing on them. You you lose one set of teeth, <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> it's over. You still got nerves right there. Why can't you grow another two? What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Walking around with stubs. No. You still got all the original material that helped it grow in the beginning. Why can't you tell it to grow again? So anyway, the Christ energy um, became a personification of man, of God inside of man. All right? Very important. So in this personification, we said this is the Lamb of God in the age of Aries, and the first two people he went to go meet was who? Peter and his brother. They were fishermen. So when you come from Aries going backwards, then where are you going? You're going into Pisces. And then they go pick them up, pick them up, and then who they go see? They went to go see John the Baptist, the water bearer, which is who? Aquarius, the constellation that's pouring water out to the earth. Aquarius is not a water sign. You get fooled by the imagery. Aquarius is an air sign. It just looks like the constellation is a person pouring out water, okay? So they went to go see John the Baptist. You understand? So this becomes a spiritual phenomenon. A spiritual phenomenon is taking place in the sky, okay? Now, how you know is real, and I'm going to come off the Christianity thing, because the Christians are in cosmic alignment. You know Israel because Easter Sunday, your Easter changes every year. It's not April the 5th every year. That's not Easter. That changes every year. Why does that change every year? What is the determining factor that says, okay, this is the Sunday that we do this? We didn't do it this Sunday last year or the Sunday before that. Why, why are we switching it? 
what is the determining factor? The determining factor is, one, the vernal equinox when it's springtime, the earth has an even amount of daylight to nighttime hours. That's around March. This year it was March the 20th. Okay? Then once we get even on light, every day forward from that point all the way up into the summer, the days start to become longer. That's a fact. The sun rises approximately one minute earlier in your location or where you're at on the earth. So you're actually, for those of you that's in the northern hemisphere, north of the equator on the earth, you're actually starting to experience more light or the return of the light or the return of the sun or the resurrection of the sun in the sky is now returning back after the equinox, okay? So then the first full moon after the equinox, a full moon simply means in your viewpoint when the sun goes down in the west, the big old full moon comes up in the east. From your viewpoint, these appear to be on two opposite sides of the horizon, two opposite sides of the sky. This is called balance. You've got the sun over here, and then you have the mother, the moon, on this side. So they're in opposition to one another. This is complete balance. One's in the west, one is in the east. So as on, because you're in the middle of this phenomenon on the earth, Okay, then this is the time that you balance yourself. This is the first time that the moon is in direct opposition to the sun or in direct balance with the sun after it has returned from its dead state called the winter, the dead months. Okay, now the first Sunday after this full moon, this full moon is also called the Gal full moon. The church knows it. The authorities in the church know the science. And then you will do Sunday, the day of the sun. Then you will go worship the resurrection, the return of the sun. Now, if you believe that that's a physical story, that's okay. I'm just letting you know that that physical story just so happens to correspond with a celestial event outside in the sky. So we are in tune with the same thing, okay? So there goes your sign, all right? All right, so back to Jupiter. Jupiter is the area of your life where you're blessed, your success, your abundance come in. Um, this is also a major indicator to let you know when you can even win the lottery. That's how good this planet is, okay? In fact, in fact, um, I got a comrade, Samaya, um, who shared this story before publicly. Um, um, but she would tell you that from her own observation and experience with friends, um, in a system called the Destiny Cards, you know what I'm saying? Because we all we all like particles. You got a heartbeat, you got a brainwave, you got electricity going through you. So really, you're an aspect of light. So... If you're an aspect of light and we live in the cosmos, let's just say you're an aspect of cosmic light. Well, if you're an aspect of cosmic light in our solar system, majority of your energy, just like you'd be like, yo, I'm an Aquarius, yo, I'm a Gemini, yo, I'm, I'm a Libra, I'm a Virgo, whatever, and you rep your sign, which is your real sign, your real set, right? You rep your sign, 
then you are a representation of cosmic light because your sign is nothing more than a constellation. A constellation is a group of stars that look like something, Aries, look like a Taurus, look like a bull, look like twins, a Gemini, right? And it personifies certain energy because Taurus is on the money, Gemini is smart and can communicate very well, Pisces is spiritual, et cetera, et cetera. So you are a representation of cosmic light, okay? Just think about this. Rub your feet on the carpet and go touch a piece of metal. Watch what happens. Bing, you don't shock yourself because you are light, okay? So as a representation of cosmic light, there's a way that you can determine, well, what planetary energy does this person represent in my life, Okay? So when somebody is your Jupiter connection, your Jupiter card, and they try to hurt you, they can't hurt you. It's it's the real, and this is a real life phenomenon that I'm talking about. Somebody takes somebody out, kidnap two people, take them to the woods, leave them for dead. Was able to kill one, but couldn't. Thought he killed the other one. That weave, don't don't knock the weave, that weave in the head, stop that bullet. All right? Thought he can kill the other one, but he didn't. Why what happened? How did that weave? What was that? What was what was the spiritual interference that says that life has to go, but this one will not happen? Well when you run a connection, it's a Jupiter connection. You can't hurt the person that has this kind of connection to you. Unbeknownst to you, I don't care if you unconscious of it or not. You cannot hurt that person. In fact, it becomes some form of a blessing. Sometimes when we get in accidents, and Keisha tell you, you get in accidents, and she's been in an accident when she was when she was a wild one in the streets and before she accepted her calling, and in that accident when the car flips over and your spine gets realigned, which means the electricity that runs from your brain to the rest of your body basically gets reconfigured to help you see a different angle, which now gives you, now forces you to see inside of the spiritual world. So sometimes physical events happen to us to get us to see into the spiritual reality, okay? This is why it's very important for you to live your passion, live from your heart. Do you, as Russell Simmons says in his book, do you. Do what makes you happy because if you don't, you create an accident for yourself. All right? You know it on the lower levels called stress. I ain't happy. Uh, I'm losing weight. Things like that. But, no, it can literally turn into a physical accident. <clears throat> you're in a hospital. And you're Kanye West. And now you got to make your break through the wire. And it becomes a hit. You understand what I'm saying? That happens. Okay? All right. So let's really get into it. Last week, we traveled to the spirit of judgment where you can easily be aroused sexually and on an anger level as well. And I want to talk a little bit about the anger aspect, backtracking last week, because we couldn't even really go in last week because, and let me give a disclaimer about last week. Uh, it's my least favorite show out of all of them so far because it's really so vicious that it's so hard to skate around the topic without letting you know. That is a place of spiritual warfare. Okay, I'm just going to make it plain. That's a place of spiritual warfare. And now, now, don't get scared of that because 
I'm going to tell you that your Bible and your Holy Quran and your – I don't even have to go into other books because it's just so clear. Shiva is a destroyer, and we can get into all these other mythologies of religion. Set, I mean, they always got somebody who's the antagonist, who, and God comes and kicks their behind. But that's the whole moral of the story in the Bible. You know how many different stories there is about, you know, people had to rise up against the current oppressor, and, and God had to come and – and then get these people visions and say, okay, now go do this and tell them God said it. Okay, now watch this. I'm going to kick their behind when you go do this. Like, God is a gangster. Stop playing with me, okay? Accept that. God is a gangster, okay? Now, I can prove it. I can go scripture, and if I just want to say, man, listen, man, God wiped out children on the tsunami. What are you talking about? Then he says, well, you don't know those children could have done something in the past. Like, I like that thinking. Now you're thinking quantum, and that's great. But anyway... Um, that spirit, the fifth spirit, is a spirit of anger, and it's about. Um, it's also about um, sex and the low vibrations of sexual energy. Now, this is, and I'm talking about spirit number five. This is a classic fight and makeup that you call makeup sex. Okay. Now, you got to be real, real careful because the esoteric secrets, especially coming from the Hermetic science, the esoteric secrets of love teach us that magnetic demons await these type of angry sexual reunions and every time sex is committed within this environment, especially when the male has a genital orgasm, these demons rob the back and enter into the woman and thus they have invisible demonic children. And the same is true if you think you're pulling out and you got your little cum rag or something come down and you're shooting off in that they're still sucking on that force based off the emotional energy that you have. Have to be very careful about what you call makeup sex. Okay? Um, when things ain't right, but you put it to the side because she's looking good and you're looking good and going go get the booty right now and, you know, you deal with the argument later. You know what I'm saying? You know how he do. Now, I'm going to share this mystery and this phenomenon with you because, again, um, I ain't talking from theory. I'm talking from experience. The magnetic demons are uh, invisible light particles. It is the energy around you that when you bend down and you come back up, you see all those flashing lights? That energy right there is actually a neutral light force. Some of them are neutral light forces. It's not a demon until your energy polarizes the intelligence around you, and then it becomes a demon based on the angry emotions that you emit in your aura, which is projected at the speed of light at the time of orgasm. So in other words, think about this. Your anger is being met by a light force, light sperm, light force, traveling at a minimum of 186,000 miles per second. So you better be very respectful to the invisible neutral light particles that are around you right now. Now, once that happens and they become this negative force, the ones around you could be the children too. So you can have neutral entities that you have to program based off your energy, your emotions, or what's going on. And then you have some that says, yeah, he programmed me when they were angry and we had this, you know, they had that makeup sex, but... I I need something to eat. I'm, I'm hungry. They're not feeding me. So then there's an invisible energy that's around the aura, changing your energy, which you call it in your human experience, you call it, I'm in a bad mood. 
Well, what you in a bad mood for? I don't want to talk about it. What? What is it? Well, you remember what you said, and then it goes back to the issue, and then the whole thing gets relived again, and that little invisible demonic child is finally fed. But it's also a part of you inside your brain. Don't look, don't look at this as, well, it's external forces around me doing it. No. It is your internal mental state that created an external force, so your internal mental state is the one that did it. And I talk about this, especially in week number two, when we went to Yesed or the moon, your emotional state. Your cells, especially the one, the adrenal glands on top of your kidneys, where the stress come through, your cells are saying, hey, I need some more of that juice. I need some more of that stress juice. I'm hungry down here. And they send a signal back up to the brain. The brain says, okay, I got some of that. But you know how the brain says, I got some of that? You minding your business, and all of a sudden you start thinking about what this person said did to hurt you in the past. That is actually... You the cells in your body sending the signal up to the brain saying, think about that stuff to feed me because I'm hungry. I need some more stress juice. All right? You got to play a little boosty on them. You get no juice. That's what you got to do. So now when you got it, you have your body starts emitting an energy signature in your field called vibration. And then next, so you can attract the event to you and attract the person to you. So now when a person walks in, they got an attitude. What's wrong with you? Why are you walking here with that? You ain't even say hi to them. I work there at work. Take it out on me just because you've been at work all day. You see what I'm saying? That's how it works in your reality. Okay? All right. So as Gabora represents judgment, we move over to the fourth sphere, which is its balance. And this is called Kesset, known as mercy or grace, okay? The planetary body here is Jupiter, as we said, and this is the planet of expansion, growth. And it has a nickname. Um, it's known as the Zadik in Hebrew, which simply means righteous. So if you notice, the angel here is Zadikel, which means the righteous of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this God here. <laughs> when I tell you that the Olympians, through Jupiter or through Zeus, overthrew the Titans, that is real. That Now, it may not be real as this physical god, as a man in the sky going to fight, but I am telling you as far as cosmic forces and how to tap into it, and they can go back and forth depending on what force. So you got to remember, you are the conduit of the force. The force needs you to activate it. In other words, God don't kick nobody's behind unless he comes through you and through these angels who appear like men. You better go read up on Genesis 18 for Abraham and these these men appeared. In fact, these three men appeared. Abraham saw God and these three men appeared and then the two men went into the city to let them know that we about to destroy Sodom. What happened to the other one? The other one was God. God took on the form of a man. Hence, you in love with the son of God, man. Woman, you. All right? So this force needs you. Okay? So 
this is the this is the the spirit of righteousness, Zadik. So when you work with these two spheres to be in balance, coming from Gabora and coming over to Keset, you must have merciful, righteous judgment. Say that again. Merciful, righteous judgment. Now, I'm more interested in talking about the sexual energy that we call Qin in the Tao. Because when we look at Mars, Gabora, the fifth sphere, that's Mars, that's, that's sexual passion. That's yang energy, okay? So in the Tao, we call sexual energy Qing. How do you take Qing from Gabora and learn how to expand it and kiss it? Okay? Let's get into some internal alchemy. Get into some Marvin Gaye sexual healing. So in the Tao, within sexual alchemy, alchemy in our Cosmos Sutra course that I told you is coming on 11-11, so mark your calendar on 11-11, you will discuss and master the Tao's principle of converting sexual energy called qi into A, life force energy that we call qi, and ultimately B, transmuting qi, which is life force energy, into spiritual energy called shin. So how do you make sexual energy turn into life force energy it's good for your life. And ultimately, spiritual energy is the ultimate goal. See, within the tree of life, Keset, the fourth spear, and Gaborah, the fifth spear, the path that connects them is the 19th path. It corresponds to the letter Tet, which we know in Hebrew, we assign this letter to the constellation of Leo. And the letter... Its symbolic archetype is the serpent because if you type in Hebrew letter Tet and go to Google Images, you're going to see that the letter itself looks like a snake. So it's two things that we did when we composed the Hebrew. A, we, 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 we assigned cosmic forces to the letters, 22 of them, which we knew corresponds to the 22 base amino acids in your body, which deals with protein, which is the building block of a human body. Okay? So we assign each letter to a cosmic force. That makes it so cool. And then we also said, look at the letter. What do it look like? Well, it looks like a snake. This one looks like a house. This one looks like a window. This one looks like a door. This one looks like a fish. This one looks like, you know, and so forth and so forth. So when we're dealing with the energy of sexual energy, Gabora Mars, and we now travel in the path to expand the energy to Keset, this path is, we put the constellation Leo right here, is the one that's responsible for getting us to do this, the Leo frequency. And, and and in symbols, we put the snake right here. Now, you know the snake in the Garden of Eden. The whole thing was all about, yo, open your eyes. Oh, I'm naked. Let me cover up with a fig. Who told you you was naked? Oh, the snake told me I was naked. The woman that you gave me. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to have problems now. And then you're going to have, give, have sex, give birth to some twins, and they're going to, you know, one going to kill the other, start having these issues. But the whole thing was about sexual enlightenment in the garden. Okay? See, see, <laughs> listen, man. And when you look at the letters from archetype expressions and cosmic archetypes, and you understand what Eden is, Eden, it's only composed of three letters, the Garden of Eden, the first letter, I'm, 
It's symbolic for the eye, like the eye on your forehead, the pineal gland, being able to see spiritually. The next letter, Dallas, D, represents Venus. Venus rules relationships. So it's about you seeing in a relationship in the last letter, noon, which is N, as in Nancy, is Scorpio, which is sex, regeneration, how you procreate. So it's telling you my eyes become open in a relationship through the sexual act. So Eden is the place or the garden of spiritual sexual illumination. But your culture in the spirit world came right back to you and gave it to you. They say, in the garden with you know, so you had this secret lover, you had this whole you had this whole song that came out back in the day, right? that was telling you about the garden. You thinking it was just, oh, it's just a play off the Bible, and it is, but it's telling you that the garden was bringing you to a point of sexual illumination. Okay? So, again, I'm going to tell you something from experience with the serpent that is a divine sign of sexual energy. Now, we got one, two, uh, two major things that happen based off meditations that we did collectively, and a serpent appeared in the news. And i just give you one of them. One of them, I'm really talking about Leo, so I should give you that one. Um, March 2011, we're at Serpent Mound for the spring equinox. we like almost 40 deep in a celebration, right? It's that celebration right before Easter. This is the point that tells you, okay, next full moon, that's when you're going to, you know, after that, that's going to be Easter. So we're telling you at the first point, which is the equinox. Well, anyway, uh, Egyptian cobra came up missing out of the Bronx. So that was March 2011. In June or July 2011, July actually, 2011, we did a meditation when the new moon, sun and moon together in the sky in the constellation of Leo, and we called it the serpent's moon because I told you the letter Tet goes to Leo and it's called serpent. So since it was it was in the the new moon was taking place in Leo, I know that the symbolic archetype for Leo in Hebrew is a snake and not a lion. So we did a meditation dealing with the snake coming from your pineal gland and going to the sun and the sun light waves is coming. See the waves of energy, waves, waves go up and down and when you look at it it looked like a snake. So the snake ain't nothing. It ain't no real physical snake. A pipe it can be and I'm going to show you how that works because I told you when we went to Serpent Mound, a physical snake, an Egyptian cobra, came up missing out the Bronx Zoo. So it can be a physical snake. But it was a physical snake that responded to the mental snake called your thought waves that travels in the form of a snake. All right? So we do this meditation on, on the new moon in Leo, dealing with the serpent. And you can Google this story. A Tennessee couple named Rachel, which Rachel is Rock L. When you look at the name, Rachel, Rock L like Mikael, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, all right, all these L's, right? So when you look at Rachel, Rachel, Rachel is rock L. Rock is 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 really Ruach, which is spirit, the spirit of God. You understand what I'm saying? You had a Rachel in the Bible. Okay? So Rachel Fisher was her name. The Fisher is simple, the fish, fisherman, Jesus, fisherman, you understand? That's why you see Christianity on the back of the car, it got a fish with a cross in it. So it's like, you know, this is a spiritual sign that's coming in our physical time right now in this reality, all right? So 
they're driving down the street on the highway, and they're going to Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, that's interesting, because Memphis, is named after, Memphis, Tennessee is named after Memphis, Egypt. Memphis, Egypt is the same place where people had snakes on their foreheads, on their crowns, okay? So they're driving down the highway to Memphis, Tennessee, and a snake came out from under the hood onto their windshield. I want you to Google that story, and I want you to look in that story and see when she was traveling with her little children. She had a son who was two and a half years old, and this is a white couple. She had a son that was two and a half years old, and his name was Judah, which is the lion, which is Leo. You see? So, see, in other words, man, other words, can you collectively call on God, and if God is real, then God will be able to show you a sign. And you got to come back and see what the sign is, Okay? I'm telling you that. You can go Google this. It's on record. I got this documented, and I put it in the PowerPoint presentation. In fact, we're going to put the best of the best out of all our work and condense it, you know what I'm saying, and bam, and show you how this works, all right? So make sure you join the mailing list and you're, you're on that because we're going to definitely do that, all right? So anyway, it's the Leo constellation that allows us to tap into the sexual creative powers. Now, this is what I always say about Leo because Leo is a low-key Scorpio. How can children which is a key word for Leo because Leo has dominion over children. How can children get here without sex, which is Scorpio? See, thus Leo is known as the one that what absolutely needs affection. Hug me, love me, rub me, hold me, right? <laughs> That's that. But how do children get here without the act of sex? So, so see, the Leo frequency is a low-key Scorpio. Trust me when I tell you that. All right, so write that down. In the Cosmos Sutra course, you will learn how to infuse starlight into love. Very important. This is cosmic consciousness. All right? See, you're only righteous because, remember, we're talking about the expanding of the energy. You're only righteous because righteous, Zadik, is the aspect. You become righteous when you learn how to expand the energy from Gaborah. When you take masculine yang sexual energy, learn how to tame your serpent, Learn how to, the energy inside of you. This ain't no male female. Only male or only female. This is a this is a uh, this is a unisex thing. Well, bisexual thing in the sense of both people. Learning how to tame the serpent within you to expand the ching into a higher vibration, ultimately that of spirit. Because remember, back in spirit number seven, which is one, two, three, on week number four, spirit number seven is where you became um, a couple. All right? So when you go back and you look into the archives of these shows, remember, we started at show number one was all about Malkuth, you understanding that everything goes in this reality. This is a crazy place. You think the sun rises, it don't. The earth is spinning. You, you, what you think you see, you really ain't seeing in this reality. This is the ultimate world of the illusion. This is the gumbo pot. This New Orleans of the, this is New Orleans of the solar system right here. It's the gumbo. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mix it all up, and it's, here you go. Okay? Spirit number nine was about you coming into your emotions in week number two, understanding it. That was probably my favorite show. I love that show. Week number three was spirit number eight. You became intellectually sound, became intellectually aware of who you are and how your intellect must be superior to your negative emotional state. Meaning, once you understand how the human brain works and you understand where emotion is lodged at in your brain and how it goes throughout the body under 
No circumstances should anyone be able to throw you off your square. Well, because you know the whole process of how it works. I love that show, too. That was week number three and spare number eight. Once you became intellectually sound, that's when you went into spare number seven and week number four, and that's when you became, that's when you went into Venus, and this is when you became one with somebody else and y'all married y'all energy together. The divine relationship starts at spirit number seven called victory, nizak. But victory over what? How do you achieve victory? So at spirit number seven, this is where you became a relationship. All points from this sphere in this short discourse is talking about individual processes of, of consciousness, but it's also talking about the relationship process of consciousness. I chose to take the, the relationship path. Because I know that spirit number seven is Venus. Venus rules Libra. Libra rules marriages. But this is where you got married at, right here. And it's so damn lonely to be alone, right? That's why you can't stand to do it. So now what we're doing is we're expanding the masculine yang energy of Gaborah. And we're going to expand it and let it grow in our consciousness over here in Keset. So in order for us to be righteous... You have to have a thorough understanding of sexual energy. Can't be righteous without it. Now, I ain't saying, um, see, this is a thing, man. This this is a thing over here in the West. Like, in order to find salvation, it seems like, from my observation, and it's just real, it's like you got to turn down your music when you go in the church parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Because you go in the church. And as soon as you get out of church in the car and you hit that parking lot, you get out that thing, you put your jam on. Buckle, 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 right? You're doing your thing. You go to the mosque, whatever it is that you do. It's like in order for you to get spirituality, you have to disconnect yourself from your cultural experience. And that's bogus. That's bull crap. Ain't nobody else doing that. Nobody else does that, man. The problem is you don't have your own, you don't have your own spiritual course right now in the now time. You have to refer to Bible. You have to refer to Quran. You have to go to India for tantric studies. You got to go to China for martial arts and Taoist studies. You got to go all outside of yourself, all around the world to get a glimpse of spirituality for your soul that 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 does not have your cultural experience intertwined with it. Bump that. I am telling you that it's already there. In those, in them, in them same books, you got to do with what cultures just now starting to catch up to. It's called what was it called? Preachers of L.A. When my man used to be a crip and he was crip walking, so you can see the swag inside of it, so you can relate to it. Stop this! You keep disconnecting yourself from the experience, as if turning off your T.I. and your little Jeezy as you coming into the church parking lot. Like God ain't bumping with you. See, that's the thing. That's why we coming out with the street gospel, and 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 that's the thing. You gotta understand, man. I don't care, and I'm gonna say it because it's one hundred. I'm I, I can show you in the Bible. Go look at Judah and Tamar. Go look at uh uh, uh the the story of Joshua before he blew it down. He had to go get that whole name Rahab, and and the Lord said, "Listen, man." The hoe who hid the two spies, spell her and her family, get them, get that hoe up out of there because I'm about to kill. God love them hoes. And that's just coming from the street gospel aspect. I can prove it. I can prove it. But you ain't going to hear me talk like that. You know what I'm saying? 
But in the meanwhile, in your conversation, you want to call somebody a hoe as if God didn't create the hoe or if God can't hear you call somebody a hoe. But yet God and hoe running together don't mix. Man, shut up. I ain't trying to hear that. Shut up. All right? So what we got to get into, man, is the realness. And I'm telling you, it is coming. It is definitely coming. All right? So let me make sure I got all this covered, man. Um, so anyway, you only write this when you come into that aspect of learning how to expand. Again, on a more mundane level, um, spirit number four is all about expanding your philosophical questions about life. All right? I'm not giving up. can't talk about the techniques right here and going into that. Just know that it has to be done right here for this discourse. Know that it has to be done. Spirit number four is about you expanding your consciousness based off of your sexual experience from Gaborah, okay? On a more mundane level, this sphere is about you expanding your philosophical questions about life. This is when you take the journey and truly follow the beat of your heart, when you got questions like, have I been here before? And, and Prime Minister, you on the line, press one, because I want you to share that SpongeBob story. Um, 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 have I been here before? What is the human soul, um, you know, like those kind of questions. You know what I'm saying? That That's when you start that Sagittarius-Jupiter thing. That's when you're starting to get on it right here. And when you start to pursue that, this is a very high sphere right here. It's sphere number four out of ten. This is a very high sphere in cosmic consciousness, all right? So that's going to be my little part right there. Um, we got 28 minutes left, but we won't nowhere near be that long. Visit the website, myastrologycoach.com. I got the prime minister on the line about to share something with you. Um, but visit the website. Like I said, check everybody out, man. Uh, a lot of good stuff out there. So just stay abreast of myastrologycoach.com. But uh, go ahead, Minister Jew. What's happening, man? Man, you got me over here laughing, man. You know, hey, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it is, man. I know it is, man. You know, couldn't have said it any better, man. And uh, I can't wait for this street gospel, man. That's where we, that's where the priesthood is at their best, man, and most authentic, man. But uh, yeah, man. No, I was uh, man. I took my youngins, man, my boys, to go see uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, man. And uh, you know, I've never watched any SpongeBob in my entire life. And, man, when I got in that show, I said, man, what have I been missing? Uh, you know, you know, inside of these movies, man, like Noble said, man, these people I inspired through spirit to put these things in these movies. Uh, and most of it, a lot of it, is coming through these children uh, acts that are being put out. But uh, he's talking about Kesset Jupiter today. And there was a scene in the movie where, you know, SpongeBob had to travel back and um, they ran into uh, this dolphin who was the actual overseer of uh, the ent our entire universe. And uh, he, had, he only had one job. His only job was to make sure that the planet Jupiter and Saturn never got close enough in orbit where they can run into one another. And, you know, so you're, you're in these movies, and, you you know, it's SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, supposed to be wacky kid fun, but then you go in here, and they're tossing around these heavy concepts, 
about our solar system and, and the messages are literally uh, in the bottle for those who understand symbolism. So when we're talking about creation or the creator, what we're really talking about is human consciousness and um, how we use this consciousness uh, to benefit our lives or hinder our lives. So, you know, Saturn is restriction, contraction, et cetera, et cetera. Jupiter is blessings, expansion, uh, moving forward without limit, limitation. And so uh, the message that they're trying to convey here is uh, these are the two different polarities of your consciousness. Uh, and man, uh, in his essence or in his nature, is the most constricted part consciousness or what you want to call God or the field or the source or Allah or Yahweh or whatever form you want, whatever name you want to give this uh, medium of, 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 of consciousness, um, man is the limit to that. And there is no limit to expansion. So uh, it was interesting that they chose to put that there because that whole movie, SpongeBob SquarePants, was really talking about quantum physics. Uh, but they put it in a way where the children can understand it and, um, you know, and to plant that seed in their mind moving forward on what the true essence and nature of man is. We're, we're essentially light particles, man, and uh, manifest as humans having this experience here on this planet uh, to, to understand how to operate uh, these light forms. But um, the dolphin symbolism, as Noble wanted me to elaborate on, uh, it was a study done by a physicist by the name of Lawrence Doyle. You can Google him. His name is Lawrence Doyle. And uh, he's a physicist, and he talks physics, but he talks a lot of quantum, too. He's very interested in that field of work. Uh, and um, he did a study years ago where he saw how these dolphins uh, were all communicating on a, sim on a similar angle, uh, which was a 45-degree angle, he had, he had took the mathematical equations of some of the most simplistic sounds that these dolphins would make, and he basically made a graft from them, and he saw how they all were communicating on this line of 45-degree angles. And he said, wow, this is interesting. Let me apply this to human language. So he went and he studied the Aramaic and the Hebrew and the Greek and the African languages. And lo and behold, what he found out was at the most common level of our, uh, in our ability to communicate, all of these uh, forms of communication all fell on this same 45 degree angle. And he said, wow. He said, now, this is amazing because uh, this may explain uh, how we, uh, you know, what is the science behind being able to communicate with um, with other celestial forces that exist in this vast universe, you know, and we have to really expand our consciousness, man. Like, sometimes you hear people talk, there's no such thing as anything outside of the planet. Come on, man. You're, at, you're on a ball hurling through space, yeah, and, you know all these stars, all these galaxies, and you tell me you, you, your consciousness is so small that you think that you're the only thing that's moving and grooving. And, 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 but you know what? You're right in a certain extent because it's only God in the world and the universe. So everything is relative. But 
for the most part, man, uh, objectively speaking, there, there are definitely other forms of life that exist, man. But what he found, it, what, he, what, what was interesting about it is when you look at light, right, because we're dealing with the dolphin in this 45-degree angle discovery, when you're looking at light, um, light, it bends at the moment of impact with another object, let's just say water, air, earth, etc. It comes in on a 45-degree angle first, and then upon impact for whatever source it is being in contact with, then it bends, uh, you know, like a rainbow, it hits this water, this mist, and then you get this 42-degree angle that denotes uh, what you see in the visible spectrum of light as a rainbow. So uh, when we start to understand these things, uh, especially in this movie SpongeBob SquarePants, they're giving you the concepts and angles of light that denote communication, uh, separation uh, between two vast concepts of energy, contraction and expansion, and how we should engage these things in our consciousness, man. So, um, you know, it, it, was, it was just a beautiful, uh, beautiful layout inside of the movie with some of the symbolism that they use per the dolphin and the, the two planets that they chose to use as a representation for your human consciousness. But uh, I, I advise anybody, go, go rent it, check it out, so you can get into the dynamic and understanding the quantum, uh, because it's definitely in there. Uh, we use a lot of these different tools and some of these spiritual practices, uh, but, but and they, they exemplified that well in the movie. They showed you, you know, you think it's all about science, right? You think it's all about benign and understanding and running things through all of these experiments to get an exact answer, right? Which is true because we do use that, but that's not the end all be all. Then they showed you um, how you actually, you start moving into the more spiritual things, uh, divination, et cetera, et cetera. And that does render results because we have used it and have gotten major results, but that's not the end all be all. And then finally, they get in, well, no, before that, then they make a stop at technology in the movie. And you think that this technology is the salvation and the end all be all of you returning back to Christ consciousness or, or, or awaken uh, or, or this awakened consciousness to know that you are God having this physical experience contracted down into this body of man. But finally, you reach the point where you understand that you have to understand light which is the cause and the phenomenon of all things that you can see in the physical world and even the things that you don't see in the invisible worlds. Um, and they exemplified that beautifully when they had SpongeBob uh, being able to move back and forth in time to revisit an error that he made earlier in the movie, showing you how, that, how particles actually work, like electrons that move forward in time or positrons the opposite of electrons that actually move backwards in time. Hence the story of Daniel in the Bible um, traveling and, and the angel giving him insight to where his physical body would be in the future. Um, they're exemplifying through these characters uh, concepts uh, and truths about how light particles actually work. So when Noble mentioned uh, what I said to him a few weeks back uh, is that in those stories, for one that is wise enough to be able to discern it, uh, we understand that they put God 
or the consciousness of the universe and personified it through man. And if you start to break down the names and the characters and the numbers inside of the text, you will see that it's not secular history at all and that the highest level of interpretation of the scriptures or any of these holy books is actually talking about the phenomenon of light and human consciousness all the way down to physiology, um, all the way down to actual brain parts or functions that take place in the brain. So um, it's just beautiful, man. And uh, I, I just want to tell Noble, thanks, man, for opening up the mic, letting me share that little bit of information, man. Oh, no, man, all day, man. You know how we do. And see, that's interesting because the prime minister telling you, he said, listen, you're going to have to study, you get to a point where you study light. And that's the quote, the, the quote that I put to really understand this Easter phenomenon. When you go to John chapter 8, verse 12, it literally says, Jesus spoke again to them saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. What do you mean the light of life? My life is dependent on light. So in order for it, it just, Prime Minister just said it clearly. In order for you to really understand life, L-I-F-E down here, you really need to understand life outside of you and also coming from the sun bouncing off planets and stuff. All right? So, um, and the, you know, this this is a, it's a great thing, man. But visit us, man, MyAstrologyCoach.com. Mark your calendars for 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is a Saturday, and at in 7-12, that Sunday, we're going to be in Atlanta where we're going to do our official book release, a book that me and the Prime Minister penned together called Spiritual Wisdom for the 21st Century. It will not be available anywhere else first, not even on our own website. It's going to be live in person in Atlanta, Georgia, so mark your calendars for 7-Eleven. We have a workshop with the book. You get the book free when you come to the workshop. And then also that Sunday, we off to the mountaintop for an annual stump off where we're going to do a particular stump and um, just an activation uh, on a real powerful piece of the puzzle, a special mountain um, down in the Atlanta area to really shake up the ancestors and just wake everything up and whatnot. So mark your calendars for that. And if you're not, get on that melon list. Go ahead, Drew. And, And in the workshop, we will explain to you the potency of why being in open spaces and peaks such as mountains is very important. It's a certain brain part in your brain that becomes extremely active and hypersensitive when you are in open areas of space that are charged with a lot of ions, which produce a heavy visual impact uh, on you and projection ability uh, in the objective world, man. So, and we just not we you going we going to know thoroughly we we going to have everything laid out for you we are going to have the sources so that you can get into this thing man, and really understand your true potential as a god inside yeah. of this this physical matrix man yep that's what it is y'all so listen man we'll catch y'all on the back side and uh thank you for joining me and also share this information with a friend who you think is open to the information please do share and uh we got y'all man so we see y'all later peace Peace.